have all the good folks gone and where is all of Hog? We need a three wise Thunderman to stop these scheming gods. Isn't there a fear bogue part of flying steed? Reality is ripping, someone get me a cocaine! We need some heroes! We listen to episode 38 of Taz Graduation, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Taz. All right, everyone, welcome back to Talking Taz, your weekly journey through the worlds of the Adventure Zone Graduation. And this week, we are with you for the finale episode of the Adventure Zone Graduation. Oh, my God. And Lauren and I just finished listening to it. Like, there's no delay. Episode ended. Recording started. We're ha- we're hitting when you fresh. No transcription. No time in the process. We're here, ready to go with all our thoughts. Speaking of which, I have with me, as always, who's been with me at my side throughout this entire journey, the incomparable Lauren, my co-host. Oh, that's me, Lauren. What'd you think of this finale? I mean, I'm like all up in my feelings right now because we had the the ending with the pomp and circumstance playing and I was like crying because I was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Overall, I really liked the finale. It was one of the most low stakes fights I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I think they did such a good job of making it very interesting and very fun. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like it was kind of sick and awesome, but also kind of anticlimactic in a way. Yes, I completely agree. Like, I I have no qualms. Like, I'm not... I will say, like, I fully enjoyed this finale. Mm-hmm. Like, it was great. It was mm-hmm. a great send-off. Yeah. But, like, I was kind of like, hmm, we kind of didn't fight order at all. <laughs> we kind of didn't fight order at all. I, I mean, this was me having played against an adult dragon quite recently. Those dragons were not being used to their full potential at all. But as a counter to that, like, did you have a giant snippers and had the power of a chaos god? Not really. I mean, that is absolutely accurate. And since we brought up giant snippers, who was one of the coolest things in the whole episode, I was so sad that like Fearwolg and Argo didn't also have some sort of buddy or pal to help them out i was but like they didn't as characters so it makes sense right like if you yeah. played a ranger i would make your animal super cool but like the rogue doesn't get to fake having a cool animal friend right like it makes sense i was just hoping that you know bloodhawk bar would sno- swoop in and like help argo i mean she was busy we'll get to this yeah, let's jump yeah. through this yeah okay Because I kind of wrote somewhat notes for us to go somewhat in order here. I wrote some notes. We start off, we find out the boys have like special character sheets that were made by Travis. Mm -hmm. Just giving them additional chaos powers on top of their regular abilities. Additionally, their HP is multiplied by three and they get uh, an additional two to AC. It's pretty badass. Yeah, super cool. They also basically roll chaos rolls every turn. So like wild magic surges every turn, which I, you know me, I love that. I thought that was one of the coolest, what was that? Like mechanics uh, that I Travis mean, came sense. up with. Yes. Yeah, it makes total sense. See, they're powered by chaos. Like, exactly. of course they would have chaos magic. Of course they would. Fitzroy only got away from chaos magic for like two episodes. 
And then he's right back in there, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So we get into the fight. I'm not going to go through like beat by beat of the fight, but some of the big moments Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're going to go through, obviously all the transformations, but Mm -hmm. the first big (laughs) moment was when the red dragon was about to attack Fitzroy and giant snippers came out of nowhere and Kaiju fought that red dragon, got him in a chokehold. It was so cool. I loved that. that. It was Fitzroy had such a, hard time with his magic in the beginning right which is why snippers was created in the first place Mm -hmm. and to have this huge giant snippers helping him save the world at the end of the day where he's fully embraced his powers i loved that actually there's this comic that i've seen forever in the adventure zone graduation fandom that ended up being really right where it was it's that scene from thor ragnarok where like they're fighting Hela and like Thor's like we don't need a fight we don't like need to defeat you and then like I forget the thing like that war- giant Balrog demon from the beginning yeah. of Ragnarok pops out and like starts destroying Asgard yeah and it's that scene and it has I think Grey's face over Hela and Fitzroy over Thor and Snippers this like the giant thing that crashes out. <laughs> And I was like, wow, they really predicted the hell out of that, except for the gray thing. Oh, my God. They were. Oh, my God. That was like on the money. Yeah, no, they super predicted giant snippers. Oh, my God. I loved it. I loved that parallel. And I now need to see this comic. Yeah, we got that super sick fight. And then everyone turned into kittens. They all turned into kittens. Which I did love that. It was such a cute. I love that the fight just kept changing. Again, the fight at the end of the day was like fine, but Mm -hmm. it was a fun fight. So like it makes up for it. Yes, absolutely. I everyone has done a great job. DMing their own campaigns. This finale, I feel, could have only really been orchestrated to this level by Travis and Travis only because he is so chaotic himself and he just embraced chaos and it was beautiful. The fur bog, <laughs> as uh, Justin affectionately calls him, Aww. you know, does some moves. I just wanted to bring up that he was called the fur bog. He's the uh, but was really uh, the important part of this was Kitty Fitzroy going into a cute little kitty rage uh, and breaking Gray free and giving him his maul yes. as more of a symbolic gesture than anything. Yeah, oh, that was so cool. I mean, from the beginning, right, Fitzroy beeline for Gray, very quickly putting together that Gray is the key to getting the hellhounds away. Yeah. When Gray was leaving, he was like, the second I get into my dimension, like, I can fix half of this. And, you know, Fitz remembered that. He did. They didn't go for anyone else, interestingly enough, because they also had, I mean, the Zorn well, couldn't have Well, because I don't much. think the plan was necessarily like we need help fighting because at the end of the day now they're basically god level mm. and they don't super need the help it was more about getting gray to the portal right that totally makes sense because it wasn't even like all right gray's free now he can help us fight it was like gray's free let's get him over there yeah get back home buddy but before we get too used to this kitty fight uh, and before argo gets to do any kitty moves They switch bodies, and by switch bodies, I mean now they are each in different bodies. Argo is Fitzroy, Fitzroy is Fearbulg, and Fearbulg is Argo. Yes. And I remember this because Griffin does an amazing Fearbulg impression the entire time he's a Fearbulg. He was dedicated when travis was like you guys are the same except you're just in each other's bodies you have all your same powers and everything griffin committed but it makes sense because realistically when you think about it like your voice is based off of your body Mm -hmm. like it's based off the voice box in your throat it's based off the shape of your mouth curve of your teeth like that's what your voice is made out of it's not 
from your brain and your personality. So it makes sense that he would have the fear bulg's voice. Absolutely. And I love every time one of these chaos surges happened where just everything in the fight changed. Travis just said it so matter of factly. He's like, yeah, everyone's kittens. Love. You may continue. And they were like, wait, what? And he was like, no, everyone's just kittens. Everything's the same. You can still use the same moves. You're just a kitten. Go ahead. And I, ugh, I dug it. It was so cool. You know, I, I seriously loved it. Argo as Fitzroy uh, pulls out, I think, just such a such a legit clutch move, which I just loved, which he teleports because of his wild magic surge onto the red dragon's face and casts water sphere, drowning the red dragon. It was so cool. That was such a great, great move. I, I loved it. I think it was so smart. And like, again, right, that wouldn't do anything like I, it would do some damage, but I wouldn't like kill or even knock out like a real red dragon. But again, right. And they're also fueled by God power. So it's more like, you know, I kind of equate it to like, you know, you punching someone versus Conor McGregor, like punching someone like it's just a whole different level. And you keep telling me to like punch people to assert my dominance. And I so do you, like, regularly give Lauren the advice to punch people. He's like, you just walk into that room and you punch the first person you see in the face. And I'm like, oh, God, OK. And I always ignore his advice. She's never taken the advice. And you know what? She's still not asserted a single ounce of dominance. No dominance here. Granted, she does still have her job. So, you know, there's trade-offs. <laughs> there's trade-offs. Yeah, I'm still employed you know not not as dominant as i could be <laughs> they then switch again and this time they are back in their real bodies and i don't mean in their character bodies i mean now they are justin griffin and clint mcelroy <laughs> standing there on the battlefield so with clint mcelroy the planeswalking janitor in the i guess all of the mcelroy verse is this a different clint mac this is clint mcelroy from they address this in the episode Okay. No, it's a different Clint McElroy. Because Clint Ra- McElroy, Planeswalking Wizard, is a character in this world. This yes. is Clint McElroy from our world. And they establish that they could meet and they could fall in love, which Clint says it's already too late for that. That's right. Okay. So then with Justin, because we saw Justin McElroy earlier too. This is also a different Justin McElroy. Oh he could also meet himself and fall in love with himself. And it sounds like he's already in love with himself because every time he's like, yes, this handsome, strong, sinew. <laughs> Man is here. <laughs> but honestly, it's kind of true because Justin just, while the fear bull could not get rid of the poison that he had or the blindness, which again, we're not going through everything in the fight and we're mm-hmm. also fresh. So like, forgive me for not bringing that up earlier. Justin is able to do it easily. Yeah. He gets rid of the poison and he almost feels the blindness. And then Travis has the realization like, you know what? Of all the brothers, you're the only one that doesn't need glasses. So you get advantage on I your perception that. check <laughs> and he so gets funny. his vision back. Oh my God. It was so so funny <laughs> so funny justin just so strong he's just strong, so strong, strong justin so strong so muscular so handsome griffin thundersteps him and gray forward 30 feet Ugh. which this is where i'm gonna remember to bring up now <laughs> just like the numbers of damage and I, this is where i will reiterate like because they're gods it's almost like passe mm-hmm. because he does 1200 points of damage when he thundersteps he, yes so like when we're talking Talking about like God, they're doing this damage against like you know red dragons, and it's like taking them out in two hits. But like, I mean, they're doing twelve hundred points, like seven hundred points of damage a turn. Like, of course they are, you know. Of course, or just seven hundred points of damage, not twelve hundred, or was it twelve hundred? Because it was three hundred. It was thirty times seventy. Yeah, I thought so. Again, we're super fresh off this episode, so excuse <laughs> me for not being like 
I remember all the damage rolls. So if it was 30 times 70, it was 2100. So I don't think it was 30 times 70. It was maybe 30 times 40, and that would Mm -hmm. be 1200. Okay, that makes sense. But regardless, they're putting out numbers. So like, it makes sense. Yeah, huge numbers. And every time Griffin surpassed himself, he was like, that's a new record. That's the new record for Taz. That's the new record for Taz. <laughs> it's so, true. It is 100% true. They do do a little bit of messery, and it wouldn't be a Taz graduation finale if someone didn't do the rules of D&D wrong. <laughs> because after his thunderstep, then Griffin quickens spells to do a thunderclap as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. Not allowed. I wondered about that. I was like, I thought that was just like a spell. So the whole point of... Quicken spell is to make a spell that takes an action into a bonus action. That's kosher, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of that, you still cannot cast two spell slotted spells in one turn. You can do one spell and a cantrip Mm -hmm. in one turn, but Mm -hmm. you cannot do two spells, even if one is a bonus action. Mm Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, no. People think that because it says bonus action, they can do two in a turn. Not really. You could do the bonus action spell as your bonus action. So you could, you know, attack someone or you could do your divine intervention if you're like a cleric and then the bonus action, which is your spell, but not two spell slotted spells. This really becomes beneficial with a cantrip like Spare the Dying, right? Which Mm -hmm. isn't a bonus action. You have to take your full action. But if you quicken spell a Spare the Dying, you can do a full damage attack and still make sure your ally doesn't die, right? So stuff like that is really where that quicken spell becomes beneficial. Mm -hmm. But realistically, not kosher, but would it be graduation if everything was kosher? No, there's, there's a little bit of pork in there. There's just a, just a little bit of pork. Yeah. Uh, we get like two other realities really quickly. They switch to minis on a board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then quickly switch to being animated, which they make a joke about like the Taz animated series. But yeah. the way they joked about it was like, wait, did that get canned? And I just haven't heard about that. I was under the impression it did mean something more to them than it did to me. I'm like, this sounds like it's a real life thing because they're all reacting in a way that it's funny. And I couldn't tell if it was like, ha ha ha, it's funny because that show's still happening or ha ha ha, it's funny because that show's never happening. And I really hope it's it's funny because it's happening because I couldn't find any art. Like as soon as I said it, I started Googling while listening and I couldn't find any articles that said like, yeah, no, like, because I do know that it was like in development, but it yes. hadn't been picked up yet. But like, I still hope that that means that it will eventually be picked up so i don't know hopefully it wasn't them being like yep that's not happening and if they said that at some point maybe like i'm a bim bam or like a tweet i never saw it and i couldn't find Mm -hmm. an article about it okay well then that gives me more hope because we pre-pandemic we're all very excited to possibly have a balanced tv show and Mm -hmm. yeah that was the last i remember hearing about it so maybe they're just like hey here's this really cool idea how amazing would this be if it was animated i think pretty amazing i agree as their animated selves fear bulg tree strides over to gray and argo grows a feather beard (laughs) of course (laughs) that he will lose if he ever sneezes and now they are back in regular reality and there's an audience in stands watching them though very goblet of fire to me previously the fear bulg had cast moonbeam on the blue dragon Mm -hmm. and done a chunk of damage the blue dragon never moved after its turn so now it took the second wave and it took out the blue dragon fully Uh, annihilated the fear bulg then looks at Gray and casts Windwalk on himself and Gray, and they are now in gaseous forms that can move 300 feet around. 
Ugh. Which is actually my first time hearing of this spell. I'd never seen it before. I also and I was like, oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I looked it up just to be like, did they do it right? And they did. They. I'm so glad that they read their spell all the way through. And then Fitzroy tossing in a gust on top of that. I was like, stop. You guys are doing yeah. so well. They're so good. Yes. Oh, but then Order's like, no, shut up. I hate you all. And he steals their chaos powers. Yes. Oh, no. I was like, oh, God. But then chaos is like, no. No, you won't. And then we cut and we get the what is happening outside of here, right? Right, right. So in Last Hope, a plaque in the imp hospital celebrating the kids, you know, doing their job there and clearing <laughs> out all the imps. But in that hospital, a kid stares at a nightmare, a demon coming towards the hospital. And she's dreamed of this moment before. And every time a hero stops the monster, but there's no hero because there's no hog. But instead, uh, we don't get them named, but I did name them here. You have Bloodhawk Barb, Jade Johnson Esquire, Tom and Jerry, and I and the Imp saving the hospital, or at least defending it until help can arrive. In Prosperity, you have Chef Mike, Bailey, Holifer, Kai, and the barista from the sip and drink that I, the dip and sip that I do not remember their name. I got everyone else. Give me some credit here. <laughs> defending Prosperity. I mean, listen, I also didn't write that halfling's name down but it was a very nice like, it was a beautiful moment, moment. i yeah. love you know i love the random inclusion everyone makes so much sense jay johnson esquire is my favorite inclusion <laughs> because i was like really the lawyer from the zorn episode i know i was like no way wait we see the, we get the mine owner no jay johnson was oh did i get the wrong person you might have I might have. Uh, if if it's not Jay Johnson, I think, but I think it's Jay Johnson Esquire, but that's, I think that's the lawyer from the Zorn episode. I trust you more than I trust me. I probably don't trust myself. I had oh, to, geez. I was Googling this as I was trying to still write notes and listen to the episode. Like I was spinning a million different plates at once while I was doing this. Also, I was in the middle of walking my dog while doing all of this at the same time. You really were spinning all of those plates. I was not lying when I said I was spinning a lot of plates. <laughs> But we do get this very beautiful moment and it's kind of the, mm -hmm. this is really like the crux of the series in my opinion, because it's, yes. you know, it's all these people, these regular people, like it's not heroes, it's not villains, but it's people who were heroes, people who were villains, but it's also people who are accountants, it's people who are long haul drivers, people mm -hmm. who are considered evil. Everyone mm -hmm. is coming together and they are protecting their world from these monsters against Ugh. this and not because it's the monetary gain not because it's a system but because it's the right thing to do and in a way this is what the boys always wanted right they wanted yeah. to change the system and the whole crux the whole point the whole underlying theme of the series has been heroic society has been commodified and no one does it for the right reason anymore mm -hmm. and these boys in their final fight through their actions have inspired so many people to do the right thing finally and that's that's a beautiful closing moment right it's so beautiful i mean the episode was like far from over but i was like this is such a nice like bookend to mm -hmm. a society that we had been taught was purely for mon <clears throat> purely for monetary gain and heroism wasn't a thing anymore and nobody did the right thing they all did it for money i loved how that resolved itself yeah we cut back to the fight Chaos stands tall in the face's order, and it scares order, honestly. And he begins to speed up his process. And Fitzroy st starts singing, like, a Western Thunderman song yes. uh, as a distraction. Yes. Uh, and Argo is told not to join in on this because mm -hmm. I think they're trying to help Argo. As Argo hurls the serpent's tooth at order, but Chaos stops time, and he's like, whoa, 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 totally respect this. 
lit move. If you do do this, I will die. Which, like, if you think that that's the right call, I respect it. I just kind of wanted to put that on your radar. Mm-hmm. And Fitzroy is like, well, how about this? Like, let's flip a coin. Like, you're chaos. This sounds funny, you right? And he's like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> do you want to order fries for the table? Let's be bad. Let's be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they do the coin flip, and the episode ends before it lands. And that's graduation. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you all so much. It's been a blasty blast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they spare chaos because it does land on tails. And because of this, they spare chaos and order. Ugh. And they cut Ugh. back in. And as soon as time is unclicked, Gray speeds into the rift and regains control of all of his demons and just orders them all back to hell. Ugh, easy peasy. God. <laughs> Order then looks at them all mad that, you know, his like army is gone. And he's like, you know what? I don't even care. You guys can try to stop me all you want. I'm immortal. As soon as you guys die, I'm just going to do this again. And there's not going to be a you to stop me, which is a fair point. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm so glad that chaos ended up essentially getting a second chance to redeem themselves but that does mean that eventually inevitably order comes back and we know order is crazy so Mm -hmm. that was not cool right here we get like one of the best instances of dm yes anding you can find (laughs) because so the fear bull goes up to order and he ties a ball of yarn to him Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. looks at the yarn he says go to hell and I was even like, okay, well, this makes no sense. I don't know if you forgot how the directional yawn works, but it just le- like goes in that direction. Like it doesn't pull you in that direction. Right. Like, that right. was my thought process. And even then, like you know, he starts reading the description, and I'm like, yeah. So I still don't get the plot here. I don't get yeah. the plan. And then even orders like, I don't know if you forgot how this works. And then he stops because it went to hell, and Gray is holding it, and it starts yanking orders straight to hell. Oh my god, that was so, it was so cool. And that I, I don't know. It. I don't I honestly don't think they planned that together ahead of time. I think that's no. just really solid DM yes anding. Oh, I absolutely agree. No, I think that was Justin doing something out of the box and totally creative and Travis going, I like that. I'm gonna play along with you yeah. and we're gonna see how this turns out. Which is a testament to how much Travis has grown as a DM. Because yeah. early Travis was very much like, no creativity. That's not the story I was telling. If you don't stick to the script, you're gonna get fired. But yeah, Gray looks at the Fearbulk as he begins to tug and confirms that he has always been Gray's favorite. I was shook by that. Were you shook? And I was by like, that? wow. But no, I get it because Fearbulk's like everyone's favorite because I mean, I I mean he's it. the Fearbulk, right? He's the Fearbulk, but. I mean, I don't know. I always thought that Gray and Fitzroy had a really good thing going. Well, Fitzroy is Gray's best friend, as we establish later. Mm-hmm. So he confirms, mm-hmm. he says, Fitzroy is my best friend. Fearbulg is my favorite. And then Argo says, well, what am I? And he says, well, you're my son. And then he closes <laughs> the portal. <laughs> I mean, I think that was just a joke, but... I think it was a joke, but they were like, that's canon. That's canon. That's canon. That's canon. Go Shabri. But the army of demons wrap Order in chains and take him away into hell. Bye. And Order is defeated. Chaos says he will be able to exist since Order isn't dead. Eventually, they'll be drawn back together. And in the time, he'll probably be, be much weaker. But that's probably for the best. And the mission's done. It's all done. 
fun. Fitzroy tells Gray to keep his mall as a reminder not to be a douche and not to, um, you know, come and attack because they are friends. And that's where we learn that the ultimate meaning of violence, the ultimate moral has been that the ultimate weapon is manners. The ultimate weapon is manners. You heard it. You Um, heard it here on this podcast. But Gray says, yeah, okay, fine. I'll go conquer another realm, but it'll be like a bad person realm. He's like, XOXO, off to the haterverse. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, you're my favorite. You're my best friend. And no one says anything back. So like, R.I.P. Gray. R.I.P. Gray. But then like, that's it. The fight's over. Yeah. No, it was, it was done. And like, again, it was so fun and it was so cool, but it was like, oh, oh, it's over. Like literally there was no round of combat against order. And there was like an hour of combat in this episode and not one hit on order. It was nothing. Nothing so like The final on fight order. never really was a final fight. It felt like the journey to the final fight. And then Honestly. the final fight was just story, which is fine. But it was a little like, oh, it's over. It's all done. But you know what? At the end of the day, like that's not the most important part of the finale, right? Like, right. I think, again, the finale story was phenomenal from mm-hmm. a dnd perspective i was like hmm interesting yeah i kept waiting for like another shoe to drop or like something else to happen i was like that's that's over like dnd wise i i'm expecting something else to happen yeah but none of the deaths that you and i predicted came true none at of all them. because the fight didn't really go anywhere i mean i it think didn't. we expected something different right mm-hmm. i think we expected like a griffin final fight where we everyone got a Travis was final like fight. involved Exactly. And that's not a bad thing. I think we still got that, right? We still basically got that Griffin final fight from a storytelling perspective, but Mm -hmm. not from a gameplay perspective. I agree. And just like Travis doesn't necessarily pull in all the NPCs for the final fight like Griffin does, Griffin could never have pulled off this chaos fight like Travis did. No, it's 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 fully his. Like I'm only comparing it in so much as it's a different season of the Adventure Zone. Mm -hmm, Not to be mm -hmm. like, well Griffin's was better. I just mean like in terms of what you've seen in the Adventure Zone before. Yeah. (laughs) In terms of what you've seen in the Adventure Zone before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I the fight's over and we kind of go into the rebuilding phase. The boys Mm -hmm. sleep for a week and the fight is won. That's what I do normally. (laughs) Everyone thinks it was the hog's fault. Um, so that's kind of good. That's the great. Unbroken Chain publicly helps fix things. Althea and Barb help distribute aid. You were right with Althea. Kind of not really. I mean, like, we had much bigger predictions. We didn't really mm-hmm. get any of them, which was why when you asked, like, what about NPCs? I was like, I don't even want to give that big of predictions, but like, sure, let's do it. Because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think he was going to give them anything huge. And I mean, he didn't. He He gave most of the time to the boys, but it Which was nice to have these fine. bows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Sir Reginald does a whip, helps with cleanup. Uh, the school is closed and the Wicked Staffs go back to adventuring. Uh, mm-hmm. All the Garys move on to the Unknown Forest. Miss <laughs> does remember to turn Leon back and him and Buckminster are finally reunited. Thank God. <laughs> Seriously. Rainier and Gordy's skeletons help clean up and Festo and Gordy get the Thorn back home safely. And then we cut back in as Rainier greets the gang and t- asks how they're doing. Fitzroy asks for a skeleton switcheroo due to all his broken bones, and they're like, that's not possible. <laughs> they describe themselves when they were playing themselves, and Justin describes, uh, well, the fear bug describes Justin as strong, sinewy, and with great hair. Right, right. Fitzroy describes Griffin as a fragile porcelain doll of a man. <laughs> 
Argo describes Clint as some old guy with a not great haircut. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me laugh because you can like change your haircut. (laughs) I just think, well, he's never going to get a nat 20 haircut. And that's what Argo has. I mean, yeah, that's true. Comparatively, Argo is always going to be the best. He said it's not as great of a haircut. That's he didn't say it's a bad haircut, but it's not as good as his. Yeah, nothing's ever going to be as good as Argo's haircut. Rainier calls them heroes, and they're like, "What us heroes? No, I mean, like that's just like I mean, if that's what you want to call us, like you know, it's fine. Like, like (laughs) it's like you know, it's just like a label, but like it's it's fine. It's whatever. This like cool. Don't worry about it. Did you get the vibe here that this was like Duck Newton and the? That other ranger in Amnesty where Griffin was like, here, this character that's meant so much to you is going to come visit you at the end of the campaign. What happened? I wouldn't say it's like that because I think in that situation, Griffin had like a very clear idea. And here, I don't, I think he was just like, Rainier is like the perfect character for this moment. Because they don't have Mm -hmm. anyone else that they're as close with as they are with Rainier. It's true. Yeah, she's the one they're the closest with. And Rainier is like, you know what? You guys are heroes. So like, why don't we party? Like, you guys did it. And Fitzroy is like, actually, like, I want to go like handle stuff with Good Castle. Argo is like, actually, I have my date with Bloodhawk Barb. And Fearbulk's <laughs> like, I'm down a clown. Let's party. <laughs> and that's where we wrap this part of the story. Mm-hmm. And then we get our epilogues. So he asked them, where do you see yourself in five years? So we're not going full on balance. Like, how do you, you know, how long do you live epilogues, which I don't need always, right? Like my heart can only handle so much. So I don't mind the five year epilogue. Yeah, that is totally fine, especially for something that was so centered on school. Where do you see yourself in five years fits so well. Yeah. Griffin and Nat wants an inside check on why they weren't punished. But we can assume, you know, it's just society kind of didn't need to punish them. Uh, he right. breaks ties with Goodcastle, and he kind of floats around. He models for Boy Cloaks Quarterly. Of course. He continues to develop the animal skeleton cloaks with, uh, with Rainier mm-hmm. and becomes wildly wealthy. So mm-hmm. the diamonds that he got from the Elemental Earth Plane do help. Yes, they're seed money. That's good seed money. He's yeah. able to help his parents out. His dad becomes a jazz guitarist, no longer a long-haul trucker. And his mom starts a cooking channel. Mm-hmm. He grows the best beard. And then he stops by Sylvia Knights and introduces himself again. And he, this boy just can't get away from all those honorifics. He sure can't. Though he is no longer Sir Fitzroy Mablecourt, Court, of Central for the Realm of Goodcastle. He is now plain old Fitzroy, model, entrepreneur, and former hero to all mankind. <laughs> oh, Fitzroy. He returns his old uniform and shield, and he gets his deposit back, and he laughs at the paltry sum. <laughs> he also hands in a letter seeking admission. This time, not as a hero, a villain, or a knight. He's applying to the law school because he wants to be a lawyer because he wants to help the little folk. Oh, that's so sweet. And it's super sweet. But then he ends it. It's so funny where he's like, now, I don't know anything about law. What is jurisprudence? Also, (laughs) is habeas corpus as scary as it sounds? (laughs) It's pure Fitzroy, right? Where he has these really, like these glimpses Mm -hmm. of humanity and like, a heartfelt character who loves others and himself but then he just 180s like five seconds later it is like no i'm just i'm that lovable asshole Fearbog wandered for a time and got lonely he sat in a meadow and pulled out tiny gary and asks how the garys are doing in the unknown forest he says they're doing well and he asks if all garys are equal and they are regardless of the fact that they are all unique and have different opinions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fearbulk asks if he can be a Gary, and he's like, well, maybe we can make you a temporary Gary. Justin then somehow makes this super emotional. 
and i like can't and then he just he just has such a beautiful speech here like it's unfair because this is kind of like such a kind of like a gag epilogue in a way Mm -hmm. when you think about it but he makes it so powerful that it's like okay i care about this i guess (laughs) yes it was like where do you see yourself in five years and you know fitzroy's like oh i think fitzroy does this and then we get to argo and he's like i think argo does this and fearbulk's like i'm gonna in relation to the two of them like rips your heart out because it was so emotional and like it was again to me it was passionate it was very driven but it wasn't sad I loved it. He had, he'd done what he wanted. He found a clan again and he belonged somewhere into someone. And he, it was just so beautiful. I don't know. I'm getting emotional again. Yeah. But like, I mean, yeah, he found a clan and I'm very happy for him. That's what I wanted for him in my prediction. Cause I think that's the only logical conclusion for the fear of Bog. Yeah. But like, I, again, I think it is very emotional. It's very powerful. It's very passionate. And I respect that it hit you that way. It just didn't hit me that way. I don't know. I thought it was beautiful when they're like, we call you Gary. And like, fine. I respect that you didn't get emotional. I just thought it was great. And I'm sad it didn't hit you the same way. And after his emotional and powerful speech, they do accept him. And he does become a Gary. He's and Gary. they we do get our epilogue for the Garys in the five years. He does teach them all about fearbow culture as well as accounting principles. <laughs> and they all become financial advisors. And they set up people for fiscal stability. We get a great ad for a Gary financial service where you prey on the wind in the forest. And a Gary comes to you within 48 hours, kind of-ish. They try their best. <laughs> Do you think you partnered with the Guardian? Is it the Guardian of the Woods? Yeah. No, I think this is an independent venture of Thunderman LLC. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Argo comes next, and he Mm -hmm. returns to his life at sea, not as a pirate, but instead he renamed his boat the Fear Boat, and he does theme (laughs) cruises, you know, like Disney. I mean, Disney. I mean, Wisney. Cruise lines. (laughs) And it's a cruise that gives you the Fear Bulk experience, and he developed a very amazing theme song for it can we just give clint the credit for that i was so impressed with the song and clint can sing clint has sung a few times and you know he has that very like 60s not it's not crooner but it's it's like that i don't i don't know what the genre is but it's that it's almost like a musical theater it's like a a musical theater meets bond theme is what i would call it and there's a lot of music like that i just can't i don't know what the genre is specifically called but he kills Mm -hmm. it it's so good Uh, and he teaches us about the fear boat experience because essentially on the fear boat there's no lies there's no property everyone shares everything everyone's honest with each other and it's a community you know and there's tons Mm -hmm. of citrus and disappearing cats and it is a licensed subsidiary of thunderman llc and i was like oh all three of them started businesses (laughs) They all three started businesses. Like Fitzroy became a lawyer, which becomes mm-hmm. a business at some point. Also, he's a model, but his main business is his is his animal cloaks. The yes. Fearbog starts his Gary Financial Services, and Argo starts his cruise line. All three of them just continue the Thunderman LLC financial brand. Okay, so Fearbog and Argo for sure were Thunderman LLC. Did Fitzroy say that he was still connected with? thunderman llc well, or was he we doing his know own thing? he was because five years later the boys are on the fear boat for their corporate retreat with their matching thunderman llc t-shirts 
That's right. Okay, so then yes, all of them are still working with each other. They're also working with each other because they might not be heroes, they might not be villains, but they are still Thunderman LLC. And if there's one thing you don't do, you don't turn your back on your limited liability company. Never, never, ever. Snippers delivers Fitzroy a virgin margarita, but he did forget the salt. Ugh, what's the point? And they kind of talk to Argo about kind of going a little too far into the theme since every room is a marsh and there is no bed. (laughs) But he's like, hey, it's profitable. This is what people want. And also, he commandeered the entire fleet of the Commodore and is going to turn each of them into a themed cruise ship with a different theme based on each of their adventures. That's so cool. I would, I want to go on those. Yeah, well, I want, I want to go on the Imp Hospital ship. I want to go on the freaky arm ripping Centaur Camp trip. (laughs) (laughs) The dismantling hog, the befriending a demon, meeting a Zorn. It's going to be wild. I would be down for each of these cruise ships. Uh, But yeah, this is, this is where I was like, wow, they are literally all successful entrepreneurs. Uh, but they do discuss that regardless of their success, because they have all found a lot of it, they mm-hmm. miss fighting and adventuring and helping people, right? And they miss each other. And then they joke that a Kraken appears and they're like, come back next season for graduation. <laughs> <laughs> but we do come back and uh, Gary, as we will refer to him now, because he's no longer the fear book, he's Gary. He's not, he's Gary. Gary oh. says he misses his routine with the gang, you know, eating berries with them. He knew, he knew what his day would be like. Mm-hmm. Fitz misses the adventure more so he misses the gang, though. Uh, and oh. they awe, but they don't really, like, say, like, we miss you back. So he, like, <laughs> mimes it for them, which is something I do to be, like, a jerk in response to people. <laughs> like, whenever, like, I say something that I feel deserves a response and people don't give me that response or a response, I'll sometimes be like, yeah, PJ, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, you you echo yourself? No, I pretend to be them, just like he did with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just echoing what you did to, like, oh, draw attention to it. Oh, yeah, that's like, great. Sometimes I'll talk to Skylar, and I'll, like, we'll be talking about something, and I'll be like, yeah, like, I just, I think that was so weird. And she won't respond, and I'll be like, yeah, PJ, that was weird. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> Have you done that with me very much? I don't think so. But I mean, you no. generally respond. You did have that period, like right when we returned to work, where you just kind of kept zoning out and not responding to things. And I was like, Lauren, you should stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that conversation vividly. <laughs> Nothing you were like, before. I'm not doing it on purpose. And I was like, I don't think you are, but it's happening like, a lot. A thing, yeah. <laughs> and this is also, though, when Fitzroy is like, God, it's been wild. We've been through so many crazy turns. But I finally got you. I've been wearing a wire this whole time. Argonaut Keen, you're going away for life. <laughs> and he's like, actually, no, I'm just kidding. But no, I'm kidding. But actually, that's it was funny. But I think like the point of this was kind of slowly to try to be like, yeah, like, let's go adventuring again. But that's not where we go at all. Because mm-hmm. if your book's like, yeah, no, I'm a little too busy. Also, we're not on the ocean and that's when we find out that they've been docked this whole time because the fear bulk hates being on the water because <laughs> he gets seasick i love that about him it's <laughs> such a funny little trait but he's like actually i'm gonna go uh, and he's like but before we go why don't we harmonize and sing the thunderman llc theme song one last time one last and time and they do it they harmonize it's so beautiful no that's not what happens it's, no. it's they're all literally singing different songs and it's terrible <laughs> but it's also the best thing ever there's a lot of chomps in it <laughs> yes there's so many chomps i'm like are you but, guys like eating 
<laughs> when the monster eats you, jump, 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 jump. <laughs> it's so good. And honestly, what a great way to end graduation on this note, yeah. followed by an amazing closing song. It was so good. And then they had pomp and circumstance at the end, and then it melded into this the graduation theme. Mm-hmm. And oh, ugh. But with that, like, that's it. That's it's where graduation over. ended. And I mean, we're going to do the 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 adventure zone zone we're gonna Mm -hmm. cover that and then we're gonna do uh, a special kind of wrap-up episode on our thoughts on graduation as a whole Mm -hmm. on the experience doing this podcast and listening to that podcast so if you have any questions you want us to answer for that please go feel free to reach out to us let us know we'd love to answer them on that episode it'll be like our own the the adventure zone zone but we're also doing our own the the adventure zone zone already so it's it's a whole separate thing but send in questions we'd love to hear what you want to know from us but and with this this is the end this is this is where graduation ends this is the end you sounded like adele (laughs) but that's it it's all over lauren what do you think i really liked it i had a good time i mean a lot of the episodes didn't go the way i had envisioned they would but at the end of the day i really liked that i liked that i couldn't predict where this was ever going and i had a good time all yeah along the way how about you no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. I mean, I think it definitely helped that we were doing this podcast. So I got to think more critically about it. And I got to mm-hmm. kind of like talk through the episodes more. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk more about this on our The, the Adventure Zone Zone wrap up and right. in our postmortem on graduation as a whole. Mm-hmm. But until then, I do want to give like a special thanks to uh, at least some of our more uh, vocal listeners, the ones that have reached out to us to let us know that they're listening. Yeah. Just like a special shout out to, you know, to Rebecca, to RJ, to Jackie, to Lauren's mom, you know, Noelle, <laughs> Sarah, to all these wonderful people that have reached out to us and tell us when they're listening to the episodes and we get to chat about it it's a fun time and anyone that listens and doesn't interact with us we just appreciate that at some point we've been in your ears in your homes in your cars helping you have a good time we've really appreciated your support throughout graduation and hopefully if we continue doing this past this we Mm -hmm, continue mm -hmm. to have that support but until then that's literally all we have for you there's no more graduation next week there will be some wrap-ups there will be some closing thoughts but until those closing thoughts and for the last time for graduation (laughs) i've been pj and i have been lauren and one day we will once again see you when we are once again talking taz Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Talkin' Taz. On Facebook, you can also find the official Talkin' Taz group, where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, talkin-taz.pinecast.co, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Links to all of that can be found in the show notes. <laughs>